Happy Monday, everybody. Oh, my God. My phone is just not wanting to cooperate with me there as we get this started. But we are live. It is this week's edition of 48 Minutes Basketball Network. I am joined by Sean and Josh. We are excited to be here. But, guys, let's just get right into it. No one cares about introductions today. We have a trade. Trade season has begun. Finally. My favorite time. The Lakers and Wizards make a trade for Rui Hachimura for the Lakers. In return, they send... Kendrick Nunn, who was literally unplayable, like unplayable for a long time, and three second-round picks being the 2023 pick, the uh, the Lakers one that was Chicago's second-round pick, I believe 2027, which is the Lakers pick, and 2028 being the worst between the two as far as second-rounders between Chicago, I mean, between Los Angeles and Washington. So, guys, I want to jump into this just plain and simple from the beginning here. Um, we knew Washington was incompetent as a franchise. This is a Lakers team that was literally desperate and they were like, we'll give you this for a guy that can't play in draft picks that we don't, that won't matter in four years. I mean, the Lakers were like a couple weeks ago, there was reports that they were like, Oh, you know? Yeah. Like we could get cam reddish. He could be a part of our team. And they got Rui Hachimura who like is a serviceable basketball player Name sexy. No, no, not at all. But a good basketball player, a guy who has in the past shot over 40% from three, uh, had a really weird role at the Wizards so far this year. I hate to give it to a lot of Palinka for fleecing, but not that it's difficult to fleece the, the Wizards because of who the Wizards are. But the Lakers actually made out on a trade for once. They did, and they, they got somebody who's serviceable. I mean, this guy dropped 30 points on Orlando the other day. When I say dropped 30 points on Orlando, Orlando's a good team now. So, like, I... I respect Orlando. Yeah. But this is a this is a good deal. They basically got something for nothing. I mean, second round draft picks can become something, obviously. But, you know, Kendrick Nunn had become completely unplayable, like you said, Tim. Um, I think this is going to be – this is great. They're going to have a rotation guy, and I imagine he goes right into the starting lineup. Are we taking him off the bench? Uh, today it was reported that the game plan is they're going to start him at the four. Okay. Even even when Davis comes back, but that's interesting because Thomas Bryant has been tremendous. Well, yeah, but Thomas Bryant has been a backup. He knows yeah. that role. He knows that role. So I think you bring Rui on here and and you play him, see what he can do. He can kind of fill this kind of weird Kyle Kuzma role that's been missing since since he left. I know that sounds weird, but like kind of like that fourth fifth scorer on this team. Um, they didn't have to give up Russell Westbrook, although it would have been really funny if he went back out to Washington. I'm not even going to lie about that. That would have been yeah. hilarious. Um, but, you know, I, you know, this isn't that sexy of a trade, but it's it's going to get him a player who's going to 
occasionally be able to drop, you know, 15 to 20 points on you. Um, he's long. He's, say, they just he's, needed size here. That's yeah, all they needed. He's, Six, he's eight. long. He's raw. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's serviceable. So I think, uh, I think this was a great trade for the Lakers. I think um, they needed to make a move. I don't know if this is the move that LeBron maybe had in mind because, but they're, they've painted themselves into a corner. So this might be the final move before the trade deadline. And I'm, I'm cool with it. I don't know why the, uh, I'm, I'm assuming the wizards just wanted to get rid of him so they could dedicate all of their attention to re-signing Kuzma and giving him a bigger deal later. I, I don't know. Um, the wizards are weird. They've always been weird. Stay weird. Stay weird. So, so my question to you gentlemen is, is the Lakers are in championship or bus mode. And <laughs> I mean, Rui did play in a final four guys. Come on. <laughs> so, so I, I'm going to ask you, um, as I sent you all a text message over, um, as the, the odds were being placed on the Lakers to win the championship. After this trade was made, or said before the trade was made, the Lakers were plus 4,800 to win a championship. <laughs> After the trade was made, the Lakers were plus 4,800 to win a championship. So <laughs> my question is, is how much does this trade actually really help them to get to their quote unquote goal of winning a championship? Um. I would say they're a step closer, but like, you know, in the same sense of like, I'm a step closer <laughs> to like being a world famous actor. You know what I mean? Like, um, look, if you look at the standings, they're two games out of the sixth spot right now behind the Clippers. Um, and they're not even in the play in right now. So that's, you know, this is something that can really give them that leg up. Um, but what are the chances? Because you know the 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 noise is is Anthony Davis may be back sooner than later, mm -hmm. right? Huge. Uh, there's there's probably I don't know some teams have what 35 games left, 37, 38 games left. Um, in those 30 something games, how many of them do LeBron and AD make it through before one of them get hurt? Well, first off, calm it down now. We don't want to wish any injuries on anybody. I'm not wishing injuries. I'm I'm just going with facts of what I know up to this point of what has been the dynamic of those two together. But Josh the good just, thing is <laughs> that finally a big bucket of cold water. I know. <laughs> Jesus. Gosh. I mean the fact that we even had to open with the Lakers is just <laughs> I know. I know. I've been trying so hard. And I've done so well for the most part, but like they've actually played well the last two weeks. Well, it's like yeah, son this, of a bitch. This this was a somewhat relevant trade. We haven't really had any big trades this year, and I would say this is a big trade. But it I don't is. Know we've had any trades yet this year. None. I, yeah, I think this is it. What it's been way too trade quiet the last couple of years. It's been downright boring. This is yeah, why no has. one's paying attention anymore. Like I feel like the last time there was like a huge trade that like everyone cared about was Anthony Davis. And like it was gigantic, you know, and like we still got a couple since... weeks. We still have a couple weeks. Let's go. Let's go, Chicago. Let's dump everybody. <laughs> We're gonna get we got I'm a segment later. We got a okay. segment later for trade no. discussion. Oh okay. All right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, do I think that now I've like would put them in like the top four of the West because of this one move? No. Um, but 
do I think they can make the playoffs with how things are going? Yeah. And, you know, you make the point, like, what if LeBron or AD gets hurt? At least now, for the first time, it's like, that's not all they have. Or, you know, Thomas Bryant's been pretty good. Rui Hachimura's been pretty good. Lonnie Walker's going to be back pretty soon for them, who has been, like, ridiculously good for for them for some reason or another. Um, We talked about my guy, Austin Reeves, Hillbilly Kobe. He's played well. Billy. Um, shockingly, you know, we, we, we make fun of Russell Westbrook a lot. He's been pretty decent in this role that he's got to take he might, it on. He, he might, hey, I'm going on him. record. I'm going on record that I've not really said anything negative about Russell Westbrook on the show almost ever. Yeah. I don't have much I, uh, negative to say about him. Yeah. I'll say, especially right now, like he's, he's taken this role and played well. Um, but I think, you know, they're not close to Denver. They're not close to, you know, Memphis, New Orleans. I know New Orleans is on a losing streak right now, but um, maybe, you know. They did beat Memphis a couple of nights ago. They did. They did. And it was like a lot of Memphis. uh, You know, Shannon Sharp probably got the Lakers to win that night. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I think it's a good move for them. Uh, As far as the Wizards end, like, I'm guessing that they were like, you know, I so I guess Jake Fisher reported the offer on Friday was uh, Kendrick Nunn and two second rounders. And they said, well, we want, if we're going to get rid of Rui Hachimura, who we took in the lottery, we're going to get, we want first round value. And the Lakers said, okay, three second rounders deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, they're giving up on him and they're getting some, some draft stock for later on, you know, you never know what a second round pick's going to get come into it. It could the wizards could have waited huge. two more weeks and gotten something way bigger for Rui Hachimura. Oh, I completely agree with you. I didn't say they couldn't, but it's, uh, you know, I, I give this, I give this trade like a, a B minus for LA or maybe a B plus. I think it's a B plus it, for the Lakers. Okay. You give it a B plus. I'm mm-hmm. going to give it a, a D for the wizards. Cause I have no idea what they were doing. They could have just waited. Like they could have sat on their hands for a couple of weeks and someone could have been like, you know, shit, even like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a team like the, the Hornets could come out and be like, you know what? Here, here's this, you know, and, and maybe what they had would, would have been better. I, I you're completely right though. They could have got something bigger for that. Yeah. I think like Rui could probably help a few teams. Um, and I know he just, you know, the reports are he wasn't happy this year in Washington. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, he can't play defense. It's like, uh, Lane, the last guy for the Wizards that could play defense. Um, I will sit here all West night. Unseld. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Stackhouse, maybe. Maybe Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah. Yeah. That's certainly it. not, certainly That's not Bradley it. Beal, you know. No, no. Um, but this is good, man. This is good stuff for them. I'm curious to see what they do next. I assume they're going to try. Notice I say try to find somewhere for Pat Beverly and Damian Jones. Um, can they get, make a move for them? I doubt it, but that's probably step two is getting another, sh- getting a shooter. They can get there. Um, again, I just want to reiterate the Lakers were literally talking to the Knicks by getting Cam Reddish who doesn't even play basketball. And they got really hot because the wizards were like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Well, I'd rather have Rui Hachimura than than Cam. Absolutely, you would. Absolutely, you would. I think we all would. And the Wizards were like, "Sure, you can get this bum, but we'll give you a decent role player." If 
if Tibbs is like this guy can't play, then I I trust his his judgment on that. If he's like, no, this guy's a bum. We're not even going to play him. We're better off without him. Then you're you're done. Like, bye, bye. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that for the coming weeks. Um, this isn't a huge topic episode because there wasn't a whole lot of things that happened with the NBA this past week besides you know. Shannon Sharp fighting Brandon Clark or someone like or Dylan Brooks, sorry. Um, yeah, Dylan Brooks. But someone did try to burn the world down with a podcast this week, and that's Ooh. someone. It's John Wall. Yeah, my lord, man, what was going on here? I got clips. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm excited to hear those because I've just I've seen blips of this. I didn't pay too much attention. So, Tim, give us a rundown. What happened here? So John Wall has just basically talked about his whole career. And they said that he didn't go to North Carolina because Tyler Hansford did not shake his hand. There are so many contradicting reports to that, including him getting in trouble a senior year of high school in North Carolina withdrawing their offer. I'm not saying that happened. I said reports. Um, <clears throat> he talked about his time with Washington and how good they were. He talked about like how the Celtics series was the best series of his career. Uh, they lost, um, by the way. He was like, the biggest shot I ever hit in my career was in a series that I lost in seven games because Boston showed up wearing a wearing black saying they were at a funeral. <laughs> and then he said this about how he feels like the Wizards team would have matched up against that year's Cleveland Cavaliers. What was, your, what was the best team they had a chance? In D.C.? Yeah. That 16-17? We was going to beat the shot of Braun. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you do interview anybody from the cast, there was one team they did not want to see on the East. Which y'all? They not want to see us. Me and Kyrie, we matching up. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Brad over Jr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got Braun over Trevor Reese. I'm taking you know who. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love and Kevin Love and Marquis Morris. I'm taking Kevin Love, but Marquis Morris can shoot three the yeah, most yeah. up. Yeah. I'm taking Gortat over Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They're the same player. And our yeah. bench was deeper than theirs. Y'all we had Bogey. Theo Pinson said Gortat and Tristan Thompson were the same player. Oh my God. Hold on. Did I did it? Um, Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kelly was playing well that year. He too. was. He was he, that's when he was coming to himself. Yeah. So I'm like, then you look at every game he played that year, it was always a one two point game. Mm-hmm. They broke out 18 games. He said Kelly Oubre was, the re- was one of the reasons the Wizards were going to beat the Cavaliers that year, guys. Can we just reiterate that statement? Yeah, there's there's no way. There's absolutely Shot, no way. There is more. Oh, there is more. more. Much more. In a home home game winning streak when Brown hit that big fucking shot. That, in the <laughs> corner. Bitch, tell me I work on this shit every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that shit was luck. He said, ain't no luck. I work on that shit every day. Yeah. I mean, the f- I'm yeah. like, you baked it, bro. What are you talking about? Yeah, but yeah, crazy. that was like, I feel like that year, and then the year I broke my hand against the Hawks, mm-hmm. we was going to play the Cavs again. What was your... So, I will start this by I'm all for a guy having confidence, and I appreciate John Wall's swagger here. But how many years when LeBron was in the East did we hear, like, our team matches up with you guys, with his team, and we could have beat them, and he beat all those teams? Yeah. 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 And, you know, he's like, well, if he doesn't hit that turnaround bank shot, I'm like, well, if you guys guarded him in that situation, he probably doesn't hit that turnaround bank shot. Um, so 
What year was what year was that 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 they lost to the Celtics? Was that was that 2017? Yeah, 17. Because do you remember in the conference finals, Cleveland went to Boston, and there was a game that they were up like 70 to 30 at halftime. Is that the is that the young Jason Tatum game? No, that was the year before Jason Tatum. So that was okay. Kyrie's last year in Cleveland. All right. So so. <laughs> So they thought they were going to beat Cleveland that year, who Cleveland played Golden State when Golden State had KD. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So right. not only that, they said they would beat the shit out of them, was his words. But they didn't make it because they lost to the Celtics. <laughs> Dude, John Wall hits a game-winning shot in game six and jumps on the scorer's table celebrating like like crazy amounts. Like worse than Reggie Miller when he hit the shot against Jordan in the 98 ECF. Well, I'm looking back at this at this series. I mean, John Wall had a hell of a series against Boston, but you know, they must not have got enough out of Gortat. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just looking back at like his playoff appearances over the years, you know, not super duper impressive. The one in 2014 when he they went up against Chicago. um, I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, he was okay then. I mean, he was he was playing the best of his career in 2017. He had there in the second game against Boston, he had 40 points, 13 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. I mean, he was on fire that night. Um the next night, you know, has 24 and 8, 27 and 12, 20 21 and 4, 26 and 8, and then his last game 18 and 11. So Ended up losing. There's also a game in that series where he gives up 53 points to Isaiah Thomas. I just want to make sure. Well, we, we remember this. You know what? Isaiah Thomas uh, could. Oh, was a for a was minute. a bucket getter for sure. He Don't was get a me wrong. bucket getter, man. It's it's you know it's every once in a blue moon a really short guy has a moment. <clears throat> JJ Barea, you're lucky Ben's not here. He would have left the show. What, J.J. Barea? <laughs> J.J. Barea conversations. Yeah. But I'm not taking away from my tea at that time because before the hip injury, he was a bucket getter. But when you are the primary defender against said guy who's dropping 53 on you, maybe you don't deserve to play in the Eastern Conference Finals. Ooh. Yeah, I'll Ooh. say that. So, after that, Wallace then shortly after this conversation asked about going to Houston. This one's more funny to me than anything, so. Trash. I know. I know. Beyond trash. Like, because uh, I'm going there thinking Jane's going to be there, you know what I mean? Once yeah. I get traded. Mm-hmm. But he already wants out. When I landed, I'm like, what up? Ooh, I'm about to land. I go do my conference. Well, I'm on my way to Atlanta for a little baby birthday. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm about, you want to give him jet with me? got traded here. <laughs> I can't up. I got to be on good terms. Like, I don't know how the yeah. owner is, the GM is. I don't know nothing. Yeah, like, right. it's new. This ain't like I'm in D.C. Am I in D.C.? I'm like, hell yeah, we out. Right. It's my show. Yeah. This ain't my show over here. Yeah, nah. So we do that. They like So he don't come to training camp, none of that. So, you know, that that news is all toxic yeah. for me. I ain't playing two years. Right. Mom passed, Achilles, mm-hmm. and COVID. So I'm like, I don't give a f- who playing, who not. I just want to hoop. I'm just trying to get yeah. on the court. That's it. So I did that. One day, worked my ass off, played. I mean, we lost 20 in a row. We were trying to lose on purpose. Tanking. Yeah. yeah. Right, we started stunning. It ain't Justin Patton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
He just flat out blasted Justin Patton. Poor Justin Patton. Had to hear about this on the internet. Oh my god. <laughs> Poor Justin Patton. Former Chicago Bulls draft pick traded for the draft rights of Lori Market and Jimmy Butler. Justin Patton. Did nothing wrong. No. Poor Justin. He's just, he's like, we're out here starting Justin Patton. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Patton literally goes, I thought we were cool, John Wall. <laughs> <laughs> did he actually say that yeah <laughs> oh, that's amazing that is amazing there's one thing in the clip I, I he says let me see if it's right here that i really agree with where he talks about like uh talking to Jalen green and kevin porter and he's like the shit you guys get away with here does not happen on a real nba team and that still stands a year later because those guys are still doing crazy things that no one else would let them do yeah um but yeah, I, that, those are the two clips I wanted to get because there was a lot more that Wall said in that conversation and we would just be here all day. And I also I learned I can make clips and put on the show, so that was even more exciting for me. Um, but, <laughs> Sean, is, is it, did it live up to your hopes and expectations hearing him say that, that was, they beat the Cavs? That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, being a person who thought his favorite team could beat the Cavs, and I feel like for a while were the only uh uh heir to that throne um and still couldn't get over the mountain i can tell you right now with certainty the washington wizards could not as well yeah the two that so if you look at those teams that he went against in that run being lebron 2018 celtics obviously took him to seven they were they were really good um 2013 indiana pacers with Paul George, David yeah, West, and those seven. guys, mm-hmm. they were awesome. Yeah, they they were. I I feel like they were the closest out of any team during. Yeah, I like, agree. Peak LeBron. Yeah, I agree. And probably what the 2010 Chicago Bulls that played the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the those are the three teams I think like had a shot. Not yeah. much of a shot, but. Had a I mean, shot. I know. I know he lost the. Uh, I mean, the teams he lost. You know, 9 Magic. They were obviously. Yeah, well, I mean, most of those teams you're talking about when he went to Miami. So and then right. Cleveland, not yeah. not his first stint in Cleveland. When I mean, he, you know, he was kind of ramping his way up, and you know, he played the Celtics in Orlando and yeah, and those teams. Yeah, I mean the, you know, I don't know about you guys. You know, I know you guys aren't the biggest fans of him, like as much as I am I, by any means. But like the 07 playoffs is what was made me like, oh, so this this hype is real. That piston series when he like puts them on his back and scores like twenty seven straight in that game. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is really this. It, it is real. This isn't some he guy was, who is. Yeah, he was he was raw talent. Like he was he was you know was it eighty seven Michael Jordan going up against the Celtics or whatever where he dropped you know sixty some points on him. Like that was that's the only thing that was comparable. Except LeBron actually ended up getting that team to the finals for what it's worth i mean it was they weren't ready or anything but but the the rest of that cast was god that was awful what a not a great team so he is now um i don't know how this turned into this conversation i apologize but um you know if you've been keeping up with our twitter account at 40 minutes network uh we've been updating it daily with the tracker after their games he's going into this game tomorrow against the clippers 223 points away from the record he's close josh has kind of been like keeping up with it like doing the math and like kind of giving a general idea 
I think he's going to break in that Milwaukee game. It's a TNT game. It's prime time. Uh, I do know it's a 10 o'clock game. That part sucks for like us East Coasters. But there's no way, like if he's like 16 points away going into the game before Milwaukee, I would not be shocked if they sat him and had him like had him break the record on national TV. Yeah. 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 They're going to, um, when it gets closer, there's going to be a lot of maneuvering by the teams, the networks, LeBron himself to put position himself in a, in a point to be able to do it. So, you know, and it's very exciting that he is doing it. I mean, it's, you know, we never thought we, it would happen. We just we never, never saw it. We never yeah. thought it would happen, but I, I feel like with, how he's played as well as he has played for as long as he has played. We kind of expected it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like it's going to be a bummer if the Lakers don't actually make it to the playoffs after this, if this just ends up becoming a I'm in the scoring title year, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of bummed out of the legacy. Yep. You know, for me, Tim, you made, you made a good point. Um, when you start looking at 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 the at the run for this, um, you know they play back to back nationally televised games, but one like is a home game and one's an away game. And where would you rather see him break the record? Oh, they right? they want they want that at the crypt. They want that at the crypto center. And the game and the game before that's against the Thunder. So yeah, um, not on TV. His ankle you know, hurts that day, right? Yeah, his ankle hurts that day. So if he doesn't, if he doesn't do it there, or if it gets stretched out some weird way, the only other way you could look at it is say down the line they play on on February twenty third. They play the Warriors at L.A. It doesn't go that far. You know, he'd have to like drop to like fifteen points a game for the next <laughs> six weeks, right? <laughs> well, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I, mean, I think we I like less than LeBron. If you look at like last you night, pretty much got to make it happen. Yeah, I agree. If you look at last night, they have that horrible second quarter where like literally they lose the quarter by 30 points and he just goes crazy and they win. And it's like, Alien, he's an alien. It's it's official. He's an alien. Um, and we'll be covering this for the next couple of weeks till it happens. We have some plans for some potential content. So just stay attached to our, our socials. Keep following 48 Minutes Network, and we'll keep you posted what's going on. Uh, we did talk earlier about the one trade that has happened, guys. There are more conversations going around the league of different trade options. Um, so I just wanted to see if you guys felt like this was smoke or fire or Actually, smoke and fire are the same thing in the NBA. Smoke or coal? Let's call it smoke or coal, shall we, guys? All right. Throw it at me. This one's fitting considering the hat Josh is wearing. The Hornets looking to move Gordon Hayward, who is owed $31.5 million for next season, has only played 22 games this year. Who the hell is buying Gordon Hayward's contract? Two teams. Oh, Josh has got it in mind. Oh, okay. oh, he's going. He's going. Well, this right. is just this is just off a theory of us just. You got to get main screen here. You're, you're main screen now. <laughs> no, I mean there, this isn't this is conspiracy theory at its finest. It's just based off of us talking about stuff. But That's what we're teams, here for, Josh. The only two teams I could see taking this deal would be the Rockets, mm-hmm. 
or the Wizards. That and <laughs> because they're the two franchises that seem like they would do it. And the only the only on the outside, and I don't think it'll happen now because of the coach itself. Before I would have said the Knicks, but um I almost feel like either the Hornets are stuck with him through this contract or they're just going to have to let him go, buy him out, something. Yeah. I think Utah would be fun, right? Because they basically said they're going to le- lean into the rebuild and they're tr- they're open to trading everybody but Marketing and Walker Kessler. So like how many how many years does he have on his on his next year's the last year. Okay, so So you want to send years. him back to Utah, huh? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I will say this. So the Hornets had to overpay Gordon Hayward to get at the time was considered to be a, a star player. He was a busted star player at the time. Cause by the time he had went to Boston and that horrible injury, my, my boy, my boy, Tim and me sat down to watch the first game of the season. And then he proceeded to break his leg. And then Tim ran to the bathroom to throw up. <laughs> that actually Tim, happened. Tim Tim does not like anything squeamish. I nope. I would I would pay money to take him to a horror movie. I would do anything to do it just to see what your reaction would be. But I would never do that to you, man. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> after Thanks. after seeing that. But but seriously, this this is like one of those things like it just Did anyone think this was going to work out? Like this was going to be like a huge move by them? Like this was always going to be the end game with this. He was going to flame out. He wasn't going to live up to potential. He was going to be hurt half the time. And eventually someone was going to have to take a waiver on him. And that's, what's going to end up happening. Yeah. Um, I don't see anyone buying. I mean, that's, no, you know, no. 30, 30, nearly 32 million you next know. year, next year buyout market. Yeah. Like I'm sure San Antonio with the guys that we're going to talk about them here in a minute. Uh, San Antonio's got a couple guys that teams are like are interested in, and they're probably gonna take a big buyout guy. Um, I just don't think it's in Charlotte since they're in the same situation. So this is another one's kind of interesting. Kind of get your guys' thoughts on. Um, Darren Wolfson of Score North uh, says Miami has interest. The Miami Heat have interest in D'Angelo Russell, who is also an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Uh, we talked a couple weeks ago about teams that need to blow it up. And we all said the, that Minnesota is definitely one of those teams. Uh, they should be building around Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert. And that's it. Like those, those are the guys that pick and roll. That's your offense. Uh, not saying it's a good idea because we know how Rudy Gobert is. Um, he's probably the, <laughs> probably the worst good player in the NBA. Right. Are we, are we okay with like, he's the worst really good player. Like, is that, a, that's a thing. I feel like he owns that title. Um, but. I don't buy this. Um, we know what he culture is all about. It's at the point where we're sick of hearing the two words together. And I don't think Minnesota is going to be willing to take on like a Kyle Lowry in this situation who has been worse than Russell. And truthfully, like I think we all like things about the Andrew Russell's game. We've talked about him quite over the years. Are we at the point yet where we just know he's just not a winning player? I mean, you, he's the Nets went to the playoffs one year with him. But why, why bring him to a team that knows all is all about winning and bring in a guy who doesn't win? Yeah, I don't think D'Lo is a uh, change of scenery guy anymore. Nope. I think that ship has sailed. Um, him ended up 
you know, going out to 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 Oakland for a couple. Well, for once, was it one season or a half season? How many? Seasons? It was like, yeah, it was half a year because the, they got Wiggins. Half a year because they got Wiggins. They traded him away. Uh, they get Wiggins and they're able to make Wiggins into a serviceable player. And D'Lo is out there. Only reason D'Lo is even in Minnesota is because of Cat and he is buddies with him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like the D'Lo's pinnacle of his career was the Nets. Him getting that that kind of we believe Nets team um, with that was it Kenny Atkinson was he the one coaching them at the time? Kenny Atkinson, Karis Levert was the two. Jared Allen was on that team. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I that time's over with. I don't know. Every team has a decent point guard right now, and I don't really think he's a point guard. I think he's a two or a three, really. I don't. He's definitely you know, a combo not, guard. Yeah, he's a combo. You know, I don't think he's a true one though. I, I just don't see a team that he makes better, no matter what. Is there any team that you add him to that changes their identity in like a positive way? No, and you're and you're and you're talking about the same kind of conversation that you were talking about Gordon Hayward with the exception of he's about six or seven years younger, but he's, he's owed like 31 and a half million this year. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah, pretty much very similar. And, and he's unrestricted um, and he's unrestricted. So like who wants to touch that much money for a guy that you're not really sure what you're going to get. I mean, you're almost talking you're like your borderline max deal at that point when you're, when you're getting up into that 35 plus range. Um, the sad part is if you look at his numbers, like his numbers just aren't bad. Like they're decent. Like they're, they're a lot better than what you would expect when you, when you think about sometimes how poorly he's been talked about in the past. But, um, it's just like wherever he goes, man, it's like losing follows him. And then the sad part (laughs) is, is I feel like his career has been wrecked ever since that incident, man. I know. (laughs) <laughs> with the locker room man and uh swaggy p like ever since yep. that happened like he just never recovered from that it's true i agree man i agree you know like the honest truth and i hate to say this because he's a really fun player to watch play basketball i think jalen green has all the signs of being d'angelo russell like super exciting could do a lot of really cool shit on the court um but has no clue how to win you just know what Jalen said well, you know, you, you, that's that's on the organization too, you know. It it's is like, you know, for sure. Like they they're they're running a they're just running a a clown show down in down in Houston right now. It's not a it's not a it's not a winning team and it's they're just they're just going through the motions getting draft picks. They don't really have any identity down there right now. So, I That's why Harden wants to go back. Harden's like, "Wait a minute. You guys don't give a shit what I do?" Yeah. Sign me up. I'm in. Yeah. I can eat yeah. I can eat birthday cake all the day. I can sip some <laughs> yeah. can... He's down there like he's down there like Houston's playing my style of basketball right now. Just whoever has the ball goes to the rim. That's me. Care carefree, man. All the birthday cake I could eat. He's like, right. I was doing that six years ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Josh, this one's for you because you are a resident Kevin Durant stan here on the show. And um, Kevin Durant's former teammate, maybe future teammates, as it's been discussed by Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype that the Nets are monitoring Serge Ibaka. 
Shortly after Shams reported that Milwaukee and Serge Ibaka are looking to call Steve Perry from Jersey and go their separate ways. Um, so this feels if the Nets were to get Serge Ibaka, this is the equivalent of the Miami Heat and the big three era getting Eric Dampier. Yeah. I tell you what, yeah, man. That's, that's that's a good comparison. I'm a I'm a I was a big Serge Ibaka fan. Let me first tell people, man, the team that they had assembled in OKC with KD and Westbrook and Harden and Cephalosha and um, even when they got Steven Adams, like, you know, uh, and they had Serge Ibaka. Like, that team was probably a, a year away from them just saying, like, just leave us together and we'll get you a championship. And then they started, like, picking the pieces apart. And Serge got injured. And ever since he got injured, he has not been the same guy. And they keep thinking, like, oh, he's going to be healed, and he's going to come out in the court, and he's going to be his old self. And he's not even been close to well what he was in OKC. And in, in a guy like Serge Ibaka, the, the stuff that made him great, you know, was going out and rebounding, the blocking, the defense, all that. And he is at that point in his career where, like, he probably just wants to kind of camp out in the corner and shoot threes, you know, be one of those big stretch, but which, which he could do at one point, but like, that's, that's not what anyone would want him to do. This is like, this is like DeAndre Jordan. It's the same situation. You know, he's, they might be serviceable from time to time, but not when you need him to be. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. He was a, you know, he was, I mean, he was easily a fi- almost a 15 and 10 guy and, you know, leading the league in blocks. Uh, yeah. Like, he he gave you, like, serviceable minutes. But, like, I'm telling you, if you look, especially the last few years, I mean, he's playing fewer minutes, you know. Oh, yeah. He's not even a factor in Milwaukee. That's why they're no. like, whatever. I mean, he's- he thinks out loud. 15, 16 minutes a game max. And like when he goes in, like he's a shell of himself. So this is the one time I'm like, the Nets, please do not pick this guy up. Like you have no need. Yeah. I feel like if they were like, we really need to have a backup big, like play small because you have Kevin Durant. And when you don't have Kevin Durant on there, if you have a small lineup, TJ Warren, since he's been back, has been surprisingly really good for you. Not, he's not in the bubble, but he's back. Yeah, man. I don't think we'll ever see bubble TJ Ward again. That was like a I tell you what. I, I know this is going to sound like a silly take, but I really think that the Nets missed out on using um, Blake Griffin to his advantage when he was there. I know that everybody thought he was washed up, but like every time he was in the game, he gave him some serviceable minutes, and like he showed out in the playoffs when they put him in the game. And I was like, y'all should have just rode him and used him up because he ended up going to the Celtics. And I, was it you? Was it you that made fun of the fact that wherever he went back, like they made him a tribute video? <laughs> you played 36 games for us over two seasons. Round of applause for Blake Griffin, everybody. Right? <laughs> That's like if the Bulls made like a video for J.R. Smith or LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, we had a chance well, to draft you, LaMarcus, well, <laughs> and we didn't. I mean, we not took quite Tyrus the same. Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I also heard that. Uh, and we, I also and we go ahead. 
I was just going to say, I also heard that on top of the the Nets that uh, Miami and Atlanta are also the two teams that are in the mix of trying to get the services of Mr. Serge Ibaka. Who's that? Who's that letting trade? John Collins? It's not like they haven't been trying to do that for 30 years. They're like, <laughs> okay, that's not let's an start upgrade. to trade. John Collins, and they're like, not interested. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because that's not an upgrade for the Bucks at all. Right, yeah. I got to look again. I, I want to see how Joe Ingles has been playing since he's been back. I'm glad he's healthy and playing again. Yeah. I, I didn't think he was going to come back, being how old he is. I know, man. Good for him. So, last team I want to touch on. Uh, we I said earlier, so the Spurs right now, obviously being the situation they're in and obviously wanting Wembeyama, um, are drawing interest for Jakob Pertl, Doug McDermott, and Josh Richardson. And I hate to say it, one discussion was these three for Russell Westbrook, which I guess was turned down in the summer, but now the door is apparently opened again, according to multiple reports. And that's a pretty good thing for the Lakers, too, to add on to what they did today. Does it make them a finals contender? No, but it gives them guys who are young that they can have for a couple of years while they get other guys to get in there and all that money they're going to be saving. But I don't think that's going to happen. I do think these three will play for other NBA teams in the middle of February. I think after the trade deadline, I don't think they all go together. Um, but Jakob Pertl is a guy who's going to be really interesting for a lot of NBA teams. But like I said, a couple weeks ago, if you trade for a center, don't trade draft picks. It doesn't work out unless you get Jared Allen. Yeah. Well, Jakob Pertl, not as not as young as his other guys. I mean, he's he's 27 now. So I'm I mean, he's I, I think he's the the one guy if you if you're looking at any of these dudes, the other guys, McDermott's a nice throw in. Uh, you know, he's gonna get you, you know, solid 10 points off the bench if you know, he's mm-hmm. not, you know, playing for San Antonio. What is the average in with San Antonio right now? I have not looked at his numbers in like weeks. I'm really bad about okay. this. Okay. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I put you on the spot there. Hold um, on. Keep talking. I'll look at. But are they trying to get rid of all three of them at the same time? Like they're trying to. Sean, so you hit the nail like... on the head. Doug McDermott is literally averaging 10 points a game. Okay, 10 points a game. So that means if he's averaging 10 points a game for the San Antonio Spurs for a playoff contender, he might get you six. Yeah, Maybe. but he's shooting 41% from three. So That's good. That's yeah. that's what he does. That's why he's there. That's what the, the third highest uh, collegiate scorer in history does. Doug highest McDermott. paid spur. Highest paid spur, yeah. Uh, I like Pirtle. Um, If I was a... I mean, who who could use his services more right now? I mean, LA obviously could. Clippers. I mean, I mean, you you bring you bring him on to kind of help out, you know, because AD historically has not liked playing the five. However, they are great when he plays the five. I feel like um, he just doesn't like doing the dirty work. Do you bring in someone like Pirtle? to do that and then move Hachimura down and, you know, run LeBron wherever because he can do anything or you just bring him off the bench with McDermott. I mean, what, I don't know. Yeah. Cause at that point you make kind of things interesting. Um, you know, this is the team that did win a title playing Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. Um, they're probably the one team that could probably pull that off with well, having they got, brought an AD, but they also got, 
probably last great years out of those two players. Right. Yeah. You're absolutely right there. I agree. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like Jakob Pertl is definitely like his interesting so dynamic because you look at teams right now who are in the playoffs, who are playoff contenders, like actually like in this one through six in each conference, how many of those teams really need a big right now? Milwaukee doesn't Cleveland doesn't Brooklyn does, but I don't know if they're willing to give up assets to give him. About um, the Celtics. That's a good one. Depending on what like you do. That. Yeah. Like time Lord. So, so this is the first time ever that I'm confused on. I look at this guy and I look at his stats and maybe I need to watch some more Spurs games to understand. When I saw what the Spurs were asking for him, um, like I was super confused. Like, really? Like you're asking this much for this guy who's averaging, what, 12 or 13 points a game? and um, 13 and 9. Yeah. Uh, it was like multiple first-round draft picks. And yeah, I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> like you're – one, you're not Rudy Gobert, right? And Rudy Gobert apparently isn't Rudy Gobert either. But um, <laughs> but that was the first time I was kind of shell-shocked on, like, the Spurs are really asking this much money for this guy? Now, I could potentially see them asking for, like, Keldon Johnson. Like, if they were like, hey, we want to trade Keldon Johnson. Right. Like, we're going to offer, you know, we want three first-round draft picks and da 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 Like, I get that, but, like, I didn't understand this at all. I I don't have the numbers in front of me to make it happen. But putting him next to Sabonis in Sacramento could Ooh. be a pretty nice fit. Yeah, I like that. I like that I don't, a lot. Especially... I'd have to figure out what the trade would look like. But the way Fox is playing, I mean, the Kings are the three seed in the West right now. I think that could be a good fit. Because I don't think, you know, with New Orleans, they seem pretty happy with Jonas. Jonas is playing well there. Uh, they necessarily don't need a center the way they play basketball at times. So this is a, it's going to be interesting. His market's going to be interesting. Uh, I think Doug McDermott for Patrick Beverly makes a lot of sense for the Lakers. Um, just please take this shitty money so we can have guys that can shoot the ball. Like, that's fine. Um Josh Richardson is literally the guy who's traded every year. Like literally. Yeah. He signed a huge contract with the heat. And since then he's been traded every season. I think if you look at his basketball reference page, it's a new team in the, in like the, the, the year sheet every week, every year. So, but he's, I mean, he's not bad. Okay. So let's, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the Kings roster on, on players. Cause this is kind of a fascinating idea how many pieces away do you think the kings are from being actual contenders i don't think they're there this year but they're really 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 good they are really good um let's see well i think you go first you keep sabonis you keep keegan murray you keep fox um would you say to be like a competent really good nba team you probably need four above average players you got to keep kevin herter man yeah, that's a good Carter. one. That's a good yeah. one. So so you're looking at someone maybe like a young player who's unproven, who's not getting as many minutes like you know, Davion Mitchell. Putting him yeah. out there. What do you what do you say about that? I think I think a 
I think a guy like that for for some guys that are competent that it could actually bring your team value and you don't really know what he is and what kind of situation he would be in if he I mean they just have so many freaking guards man so I it's it's especially they got Malik Monk over there Keegan Murray I mean it's I, I look at this roster yeah I think I think Davion Mitchell would probably have to be the odd man out he's, I don't think they've I don't, I don't think they've hit their ceiling yet especially with guys like Murray like he's still so young that oh yeah, he's yeah, ascending. Absolutely. He's just going to keep ascending. I think um, you keep Keegan Murray though. They will. They will. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm just saying. I would. I would move on if you. If you got a chance to make a make a move this year, and you want to, you know, I mean, Harrison Barnes. What is he? What's he averaging this year? He's been pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. up and down. Uh, Bianca Pirtle for Davion Mitchell and Trey Lyles is something that you could look at if you're Sacramento and San Antonio. Um, there's a $2 million cap difference in that trade between both teams, uh, with obviously Sacramento being the ones that are taking on 2 million more Trey Lyles expires at the end of this year. Yeah. And Davion Mitchell, you'll still have two years left of control after this year. So you can see if he can be your point guard as you try to move forward. And that increases your chances of Victor Wembeyama. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And they're going to go all in with it this year because, you know, I think Pop's like, go ahead and trade it. The only reason I'm sticking around is if we get Victor. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think he wants he wants a year or two if they're able to grab him and they're gonna have probably the best shot at him uh this summer. All right. So should we get into our full court heave? Because this is a fun one this week. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. So, you know, we try to make this segment here something we can just have a little social fun and so this week's topic we decided to go with was what classic nba jerseys need to return full time so every team i believe this season nike has agreed to do a classic nba jersey from this team's past so we're here to talk about what needs to be here full time and come back because what still matters what still clicks like a lot of these jerseys have to still feel like they could like be in today's trends and I think the ones we all picked are going to make a lot of sense. So, Sean, we have you up first. You went with that classic Tim Hardaway, Jamal Mashburn, 90s-era Miami Heat uniform. So clean. Uh, it conveys everything that Miami, Florida was trying to do in the in the late 80s, early 90s. When I think of this jersey, especially the one you see, you know, on Jimmy Butler right now, I'm, I'm thinking about my boy Ronnie Cycli. Down and down in South Beach. So what? Yeah, that's who I'm thinking about. I probably think of like ten guys before I think of Ronnie. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Because I'm thinking about like the beginnings of Miami Heat, man. That's what I'm thinking of, and it's not a good beginning. It's not a good beginning, <laughs> but, but, but that man looked good in a Heat jersey. You have to admit. So, so, but I would, I would keep that. I, I think that is. That is one of the nicest jerseys that you could bring back, and they just look absolute fire this year. I'm a they huge fan great. of the of the classic ones, and I'll be honest with you, I absolutely hated the LeBron era Heat jerseys. Like they just they did so many of them, and it, the white Heat crap, like none of that was hey, great to me. I just that was that was all Adidas. That was yeah, like I, they were like Oregon football. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was just, I just, I feel like that era just really ruined. It, it's a shame because, 
anytime they did bust out the the old school jerseys, they looked phenomenal. So I just think they should go back to that one. They actually time. wore them the other night. Yeah, they yeah, were. Like, they were yeah. regularly this year. Yeah, just just go ahead and do it. There are some, you know, I know we're kind of talking about you know jerseys that you know you could bring back and just and just keep them. And there's quite a few of them because uh, I'm I don't know if it's just like the old NBA fan in me or just nostalgia or whatever, but I don't like any current rendition of a, a Jersey, you know, that had a, every single team had a better Jersey at one point. We're just not in a great time of like original jerseys. Yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, Ben's not here tonight, but he did submit um, the the eighties cursive font Chicago yeah. bulls to Jordan rookie Jersey. One of my all time favorite jerseys. I completely agree. Actually, even though the white home at that era is just super plain, I really like I it. it. I love it so much. Um, the, the George Gervin era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you going to yeah. put Jordan up there without the gold chain on, man? Like the gold chain sold the uni. I was yeah. in such a rush to put the slide together. But yes, the gold <laughs> chain and the dunk, you know, it's just awesome. The bread ones, sign me up all the time. Uh, Josh. You uh, submitted two, and we'll allow it because this is a fun conversation. You said the Muggsy Bogues era Charlotte Hornets that they did wear a couple of years ago and brought back the Hive Court. Big fan of that. And just keep it. The, yeah, just keep it. And the Barkley era Phoenix Suns, which they are wearing as a retro this season. Right. So as you see why I have a hat on today, because um, we were talking retro day. Then I just happened to have a Charlotte Hornets retro hat. So I was like, why not throw it on for today? Um, but so look, so another thing, especially I'm glad you brought that up, Sean, because Nike has also tried to do like a rendition of some of the retro jerseys and not necessarily bring the retro jersey back, but like yeah. almost recreate it. And there's yeah. just certain uniforms that you cannot recreate. And that yeah. original, Phoenix, that original, is, yeah, yeah, that original Hornets uniform, like they were like the start of like, the starter jacket era yep. and the um, mm-hmm. the bubble coats and the hats and and like remember when Charlotte first started and then they 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 got good and remember they were Larry Johnson and Muggsy Bogues and Alonzo Mourning and you know Dale Curry and and like Kendall they, Gill the Kendall Gill, like they they had the white ones and they had the, the the turquoise and it was the first time. I think for me in the NBA where a uniform went like off of a, like a, like a traditional color. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they were purple and turquoise and, and baby blue, like the colors, like they were just different. And, um, then you had the pinstripes in them and, you know, everybody thinks hornets, you know, you think of a hornet, you think black and yellow, you know, or like a bee or whatnot. And they kind of like changed it up a little bit. And the logo was super hot with the B with the stinger out dribbling the basketball. And it just the best just NBA stuck, logo man. of all time. Just it just stuck for me. And then um, with the Phoenix uniforms, um, that uniform became uh, kind of popular to me because us being really big Bulls fans and that year that Barkley took uh, Phoenix to the finals. And I think they kind of put Phoenix up on the map. Because if you remember before that, Phoenix just had the jerseys that was like Phoenix across the front. Mm-hmm. It was like written kind of funny. Um, but they had something about that basketball that went across the jersey as the sun. So sweet. Um, just made it look slick. So, uh, and I think, Sean, you are about to say that that 
Phoenix tried to kind of bring that back a little bit too. They didn't actually bring back the the true retro. Yeah. They kind of do like a rendition of it. It's just not the same. Not the same. Not the same. Both of those, the nineties were just full of such like hot colors I and know. just like cool styles. And like everybody was just so much more. I feel like we're we're like moving towards a more like conservative, like drab color palette right now in our current time. And I'm not for it at all. No, but I do want to for it. I do want to admit though. My first choice was the Miami Heat jersey. Um, okay. And when I when when we were talking about this earlier on text, I didn't answer first. And Sean automatically, he's like, Miami Heat. I was like, damn. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, there's a lot of them that, we, that they yeah. can bring back and just keep. I mean, Charlotte should have just – I mean – Michael Jordan, I feel like when they when they first kind of talked about, you know, going going back to Charlotte, you know, bringing back the Hornets and everything and we're going to have this and we're going to have that. They should have just went back to the old logo and stuck with it. It's the best looking thing. The original logo is the best looking logo. The court the is incredible. Courts, yeah. The, like so, everything about that was so fun, man. This Bring is kind of off topic a little bit, but uh with me being a Louisville Cardinal fan, um and I don't know a lot of people if they if they're watching the show, they watch college basketball. Every now and then, Louisville will go back to their throwback mm-hmm. uniforms and they the put Dunkberg. the Cardinal, the Duncan Bird yeah. on the middle of the court. It's like it. the greatest oh. thing ever. Love so it. amazing. Yeah, absolutely love it. All right, well, I got to round this one up, um, and I think you guys already knew where I was going with this one. So, um... <laughs> hold on. Greatest theme song of any team of all time. Ever. 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 How do you top it? How do you top it? You don't. It? You simply don't. And this is and this is the one absolute positive if I had to have one. This is it. Yes. The 1990s Orlando Magic. The Penny Shack, Nick Anderson, Dennis Scott, Tree Rollins, Taurus Tree Ranch. Rollins. <laughs> You, you you said tree before Horace. <laughs> I did. You're I like did. I had to top your Ronnie Cycli comment, Sean. That's true. That's true. Um, I think like they they have the white one in their rotation this year as their classic. Um, yeah. looks really cool. That, and Bobo wears it. Um, the blue one. The blue one is just so so incredible. Great. It's it is incredible. I, I, I think that it is the I think it is the coolest NBA jersey of all time. The only reason I think that though is because some dudes in the '90s made it look really freaking cool and iconic, you know. But yeah. it wasn't Scott Skiles. No, it was not Scott Skiles. It was uh... wasn't Reggie. Wasn't Reggie Theus? No. Wasn't Jeff Turner? <laughs> Jeff Turner, the color commentator for color the Orlando Magic. Now, yeah, yeah. they're the one team that every one of their uniforms were sexy. Like every color was yeah. sexy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, dude. Um, I think Hort Charlotte has an attest to that because you remember the purple with the with the teal pinstripe; those were cool too. Um, but you know, man, this is like they've brought him back a few times over the years. Like Dwight's team wore them in the rotation for like a short time. Um, a couple years ago, they wore the blue when they first went when the NBA first got the Nike license. The you know Aaron Gordon, there's to pick you know his era with Orlando. They wore the black once, but. It's just like the best freaking jerseys ever. 
just I think I ever. I think I, I will say this: those jerseys make them more appealing as a team to me. I agree. I totally agree, man. Like anytime I see like Palo out there playing, I'm like, God, just put him in the old stuff. I'll get I know twice as excited about him. Like just put him in the old stuff. I'm gonna just I'll drop everything. I'm gonna be a fan. You know, but it's like they just don't want me there. They don't want it anymore. They're like, no. Yeah, even like the post Shaq era, they had those ones with like the stars all over them. I didn't like those. Uh, wasn't the a Tracy big fan McGrady of them. era. Yeah, Grand the Hill Tracy era. McGrady, Grand Hill, Richard Lewis era. Didn't like yeah. those much. Um, and then, you know, whatever. The, the remember a couple like was it last year they had like that style font of those classic jerseys, but like, the orange. Those were terrible. Oh, I um, forgot about those. Oh, oh God. The as you should, so Josh. Bad. As you should. So bad. I'm I'm really tired of just teams getting away from their their classic color scheme to like, I agree. It, there are so many teams that are like there's no reason the Minnesota Timberwolves should have lime green jerseys. You mean the Mountain Dew highlighter jersey? Yeah, there's no point. Why would you need that? Like that's not part of your you and have like see, three pri- you have three colors, like <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know if you remember to say that in our text earlier to say, see, and that's the one part about Miami's uniforms that I was totally okay with. Like if people have ever been to Miami, like when you go to South oh. beach, like South beach is pink yeah. and blue and like yeah, all the yeah. flamingos. I mean, I, so like, I love, I love those jerseys. I love those. Those are, those yeah, but they're really- like the one team that can get away with you doing a different yeah. color. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 The I Miami agree. vice ones are amazing. I didn't make a slide, but we we talked about this in text earlier. Showtime Lakers, that jersey is amazing. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely hated the Shaq Kobe era Lakers jerseys with the too thick, baggy. like yeah, just too stupid. The and thick, the color, the, the thick armbands, yeah, yeah. I do kind of, I like to an extent the current ones, but the yellow's too yellow. Um, the more I look at it, so the. The 98 jerseys were the last good ones. Perfect. That was the last time they wore them. I have a Kobe one of those, and I love it. I, I, I've i been – and I'm probably going to get it this summer, but I really – and even though he only played, what, 10 games there, I really want a Rodman Lakers jersey. I don't 73. know why. It just looks so, so cool. Yeah. I think another one we didn't mention, um, Hakeem Clyde era Rockets, like when they won the championship. I always like those. Okay. Yeah, those were fun. Yeah, I, I like those. those. Um, not some. I think the digital ones are really like cool in the sense of like the time that they came out. Not everlasting by any means, but um, you know, seeing Yao in that jersey is kind of cool. Steve Francis, yeah, uh, Katina yeah. Mobley. Um, we could probably do this all day, so we probably might want to wrap this up before we go too crazy <laughs> with it, but, uh, too deep. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap this a week's edition up of the 40 Minutes Basketball Network. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, whether it's live or you're checking out the podcast uh, the next day or uh, here on the YouTube again. Thanks for tuning in. If you are watching on YouTube, just take a couple seconds to subscribe to our channel so we can keep up to date with everything going on. Uh, please take a second to go to your podcast description of choice and give us a solid five-star review. And if you want to support the branch, as always, go to 48minutesbasketballnetwork.merchmake.com to buy some gear. So on behalf of Sean and Josh, this is Tim Daniel. Everyone, thanks again. Have a good night.